Okay? So, all right, let's... The, so as I was going through this, like last couple weeks, we were talking about the limitlessness of the Father. And I really want you to, he didn't leave us helpless. He goes, I'm gonna send a comforter. I'm gonna send my anointing. I'm gonna send the, the spirit. And so I've just been trying to get, stir up our hearts a little bit. Like Paul told Timothy, stir up that gift that's in you. What's the gift that's in you? Himself, Christ in you, the hope of glory, Right? That, hey, in that day, when the, when the comforter comes, when the spirit comes, you're going to realize something ridiculously profound. You're going to realize, I'm in you, you're in me, and we're in the Father. We're, in, we're one. We're one spirit, one body, one family. That is amazing if we really catch that. So, and I was going, gosh, you know what? I, I want people to really just be stirred up in this, not trying to pray in tongues and believe enough and all these corny things that I was taught. So I go, I go to the, I'm like, what do the Passion Translation says? So I go to the, the website. That's the very first thing that shows up. Is that cool or is that cool? No promise from God is empty of power. I just love that. For with God, there's no such thing as an impossibility, Luke 137. That's bad to the bone to me. This, now we can start operating in that. Like, hey, every promise is yes and amen. That's what Paul kept saying. There's no, there's no promise. So if we dwell on the promise, not on the lack, if we dwell on our I amness versus I'm trying to become, I'm trying to believe, I think we've overemphasized faith in the sense that I gotta go get it. If you, if you dwell on the promise that it's already done until the joy comes, until something happens in your heart, guys, and then faith you know you've got it. You don't have to work it up. It's, that's what Joseph Prince calls the effortless deal, the effortless faith. And, but then most of them still teach effort. <laughs> Do this more, pray more, fast more, all these. Like, no, he's trying to just tell you is recondition your heart. Believe the right things that this is going to be okay. I've conquered all those human conditions. The promise is already yes. It's, you don't need, I've answered you before you even asked. So focus on the yes and then faith just bubbles up and you start to experience life and vitality and versus death and everything else. Is that fair enough? So, all right, I just, I think that's cool. So, all right, let's go to this first slide. So just a, a, a little reminder, review from last week. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us a spirit, a spirit of fear. Let's, let's focus on that a little bit. Even when, when Jesus rose from the dead, did the disciples get it or did they still fear an angry God? They still feared an angry God. That's why Jesus kept saying, fear not, shalom, peace. Because think about this, guys, is they realized they had just killed the Messiah, right? And if the Messiah was wrathful or vengeful, wouldn't that be a good time to go, man, you killed me? And if God's, if God's gonna punish behavior, sin, wouldn't that be a good time to punish it? It would have been the time, right? It's like parents going, hey, don't make me come back there, Right? In fact, we're going through Starbucks. What did Angelique say today? Oh, thanks. Angelique and Bear were doing something in the back. I'm like, children, chill out. Just relax. And, and then something, she said something. It was, it was really funny, I thought. And it reminded me of like growing up where, uh, oh, no I, no, I know what it was. You said, because uh, they were messing around and doing, and we were trying to order and hear and everything. And then Barb goes, let's, they're like, we're playing a game. And then Barb goes, let's play the, what kind of game? The quiet game. <laughs> and Angelique goes, that's just what parents use to manipulate little kids when they don't know any better. And I'm like, yeah, it's either that or we come back and, and, and throttle you. So what do you want? So I'm not going to throttle it, but that's, that's how I grew up, right? Don't make me come back there. And uh, it's just funny. God's not that way. He's, he's slow to anger. He, in fact, he, 
His, his only wrath and passion is to burn up all the wrong belief that you have in your heart about yourself and him. Like we were talking about, if, you know, parents, if, if, uh, uh, if, if I heard, how, how would we feel if, if other people were saying something about, uh, especially in, in junior high, high school, really these tender ages a lot of times where they're, they're really, uh, or really any age, but if you heard somebody going, hey, Angelique is really ugly, what does that do to the wrath of a father? Like, oh man, don't make me come back there. But it's, he does it out of perfect love. We do it out of, right? Like, man, I'll strangle that little turd, right? Um, but he's better than us. So <laughs> I wouldn't be Christian, so we wouldn't do that. But it stirs up, you guys know what I'm talking about, it stirs up this passion in us. That's his only wrath, is to burn up everything. He's like perfect love for you. So anyway, um, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but the alternative of power. He gave us a, a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And uh, Jeff Forrest was sending me this after last week's service. In the mirror translation, it says this. A sound mind, I forget the Greek word there, but you can go look it up. It says, a mind saved from tolerating inferior thoughts. I didn't give you a spirit of that you're stuck and you don't have enough and you might not be healed. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no. He goes, I've provided everything you're going to ever need in the spirit of love and you don't have to intolerate any inferior thoughts. Focus on the right things and bring it out of the spirit. That's where the power comes from, guys. Power, love can only love has a different feeling than hate, anger, all the other feelings, doesn't it? That's just how the spirit realm works. It's it's fascinating. So, think, thinking of ourselves as unworthy, replaying fearful, negative thoughts in our minds robs us of power. You can feel the death and the lack of energy when you start worrying and meditating on the wrong thing, can't we? I'll just encourage you, like, I don't know if it's relationships or money or whatever, is sometimes it can seem impossible because we've created this stronghold. All that means is our heart has been so conditioned, we can't see how God's going to make it work. But I'm telling you, if you just start going, being grateful and go, you know what? He, I'm going to focus on this promise. And you see the promise is already done, that he's a good father. He provides everything. He restores everything. There's no death in him. There's no, there's no shadow. There's no darkness. It's only light. It's only life. It's only provision. When you start dwelling on that, it's, it doesn't take that long. You don't need to go in your prayer closet for years and years and years. Just try it this next week. Just try it this next week and see if life doesn't start bubbling up in you. You go, man, I just feel better than I did a week ago. Anybody relate to that? I, I can tell you when I, when I start fretting or worrying, etc., it's just a trigger for you guys to go, I'm focused on the wrong thing. I'm going to start focusing on life. And we don't know how it works. That's what's really interesting is there's no formula, but I know that you start focusing on life and it's going to be okay. You even start changing vocabulary a little bit. You start to experience life. It's so that's what I want you to get. He didn't give you a spirit that can't overcome every situation. He's given you a spirit that overcomes every situation, even death. The same spirit that dwells in you, that, that raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. So when we pass out of this physical body, what's that spirit going to do? Life. You guys get it? For everybody. That's really fascinating. So anyway, God's given us human beings the unique ability to remind ourselves we're perfectly loved and victorious. We replace negative thoughts with thoughts of victory in Christ. And I would just tell you this, is, um, it's not mental activity. It's not... Uh, it's not just words of affirmation and shabba dabba dabba dabba, whatever you're doing, all right? And I'm not against any of that, but here's what I've seen is just for 15 plus years, when I'm watching people pray in tongues, when I'm watching people pray, when I'm watching them get into the word, 
They're doing it out of total fear, out of total, their, their mind, their imagination's totally somewhere else. Like if they're praying for somebody to be healed physically, I can see them like fervent and begging and all this stuff versus calm and go, this has, been, this has already been provided for. Prayer is that, is realizing he's gonna be victorious one more time and see it as already victorious in your imagination because that brings out the emotion and that's where you start to experience the life. Does that, does that help you guys? So it's not this, uh, Jesus even said, he goes, hey, it's not this long-worded prayer thing. It's really, I think, a reminder to us of, of who we are, that we're one in Christ, what we have, a spirit of power that can overcome any of these situations in love. Would a loving father do this to his son? No, then my God would never do that. In fact, he's for me, so I'm gonna be meditating on that, rolling that thing over and over and over in my mind. Hey, this, this relationship is not beyond hope. I see it as already done. I see it as already stored. I see it perfectly loved. And you use your imagination until you start feeling the, the emotion to it. That's the power that we have. Is this making sense to you guys? That's true prayer. It's not long repetitious words like the Pharisees Jesus said, like as if I can't hear you. That's kind of what Jesus sarcastically goes. And they like to do it out in public, etc. cetera, and, and long prayers as if I can't hear you, right? He's like, just go, go in the quiet place in your closet. You don't have to physically go in a closet. I see people even build additions to their deal. They make a closet. I'm like, <laughs> you missed it. You're just going to go, you're in closet and worry because you missed the whole point, right? They're trying to follow the instructions. I'm like, no, it's a spiritual concept. The kingdom spiritual is go into your closet where people can't even see that you're, that you're going into this meditation and prayer and it'll show up on the outside. Isn't that basically what he says? So, all right. So what we hold our imaginations is the spiritual part of you, is your hearts, your minds, the supernatural part of us. <clears throat> I want you to realize that you're supernaturally natural. So I don't want it to be this, wow, God showed up. He, he, he never doesn't show up. So it shouldn't be this, wow, it happened. It should be this is how we live because he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. In any situation, isn't that a better place to live? Uh, and, and I love that because guess what? Is you can go into situations, you can get around other people, relationships, they tangibly feel the power of God when you're around them. If you're doing it, they can also feel the other side going, whoa. And the charismatics go, oh, it's heavy. Did you feel that? Yeah, it's just, they're just depressed and... So you're feeling the heaviness in their spirit, but it's not, it's not this demon that you have to go conquer. It's their heart that you're feeling. Does that help you? Yeah. All right, let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> and this is just a little reminder too. So, uh, you know, Jesus did this. We've seen faith people talk about this forever. If thou can't believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So when Jesus says all things are possible, do you think he means all things are possible? I think it means all things are possible, right? That's why I love the double slit experiment, the quantum physics, where when you focus on it and you expect an outcome, it performs exactly what you want. When you don't focus on it, it's a sine wave. It's unlimited. You haven't, it's an unlimited possibility. You haven't told me what you desire yet. Science proves all this. Then Christians go, no, I just I get into the word more. I'm like, yeah, no, you're missing the whole point. He's given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. What they did before they had it was fantastic. I'd just love to do like that much of what they were doing. Wouldn't you? So, according to your faith, be it unto you. What, what's the similarity in all this? If you believe, according to your faith, no, no promise of God is empty of power, for with God there's no such thing as impossibility, passion translation. He's telling you, there's been so much emphasis by word of faith and charismatic on the faith part that 
I don't think we even understand it anymore. We're trying to work up faith and get our belief above our unbelief and all that. And it's, they're, all they're giving you is religious works, in my opinion, not really teaching you how to operate spiritually. So that, that's just kind of what I said, like Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. People, he gets so much um, negative press on that. I'm like, I love these things. These guys had it going on. They really did. And uh, uh, even in his books, he's like, you know what? Christianity is the most powerful creative force in the world, but not when it's operated in religion. And he was even kind of bemoaning the fact that we've turned it into this thing with no power. And uh, I just want to eliminate that. So I, what he says here is go to a competent spiritual advisor. Let them teach you how to have faith. That's what I'm trying to do is not go work it up, etc. but just how to operate in it in our design. So it should just be how we operate. So the ability to possess and utilize faith and gain the release of powers it provides are skills. Like any skill, must be studied, practiced to gain perfection. So I'm trying to teach you how to do it. And it's pretty simple. It's just different than what you've said. It, it doesn't take, it doesn't take uh, willpower. It doesn't take um, exertion. That You're just going to get tired, frustrated, and you're going to come up with weird theology and doctrine like sometimes God answers prayer, sometimes he doesn't. Can you find that anywhere in Scripture? I can't find it anywhere. I've looked because I was taught that. Uh, or God gives you challenges to teach you. Can you find that? No, in fact, James says the exact opposite. He says, don't, don't blame this on God. He doesn't put you in any situation, but he'll allow you to go through some things as, uh, to grow up in sonship, but he'll never give you a situation that's beyond anything you can handle. That's, scripture says that. So what I love about that is we can get ourselves in a situation because of bad mistakes or, or different things like that. And he goes, I, I know, I've already done this for you, but I'm a provider, I'm a restorer. So I'll even take your mistakes and make your mistakes to prosper. That's good news. Because then how can you screw this thing up? You can't. That's so beautiful because I saw so much. I remember when we were being taught about faith, it was like this scary thing. One bad decision can cost you your destiny. I'm like, well, that sucks because I'm involved and I've made some bad decisions in the past and I might do it again. It may feel like that sometimes. <laughs> I've only made one bad decision, but no, it's, it's a, we make them all the time. That's what it, it's, it's so frustrating, I think, when I hear this being taught religiously. I'm like, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, hey, every time you get off course a little bit, just remind yourself that I'll even make your mistakes to prosper. I'm a restorer. I'm not a punisher. I don't keep record of wrong. I just give life because I can't deny anything who I am, and I give life. I've conquered every situation. Now operate in one with me. You guys get it? So, all right, let's go to this next slide. So I want you to get this because... most of you guys, if you grew up in faith, word of faith like I did, you know this. It's Hagen 11, 23, right? It's, it's Hagen, and uh, it's really not. It's Mark, but most people think Hagen wrote it. So I just want you to get this, because he says it over and over and over. And so here's, here's Jesus. Therefore I say unto you, what, the wings, what, so, what things soever ye desire? What do you guys desire? It's up to you. Whatso things you desire, when you pray, believe, there's that dirty word again, right? Faith, according to your faith, be it unto you, etc. We'll try to break this down so you really get this, that uh, it, this isn't hard. So when you pray, believe that ye receive. Now, whatever you desire, so let's just take whatever you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive. And then what's the promise? You got it. 
So there's no long drawn out begging God to twist his arm, is there? Here's, here's where we miss it, in my opinion. So aorist indicative active, if you go, I just looked this up in Wikipedia and dictionary.com. Aorist, 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 I guess is the proper pronunciation, aorist, 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 I don't know where the, I don't know where the, what do you call it? Emphasis, whoever said that. Yeah. The what? You know what I'm trying to say. Where the emphasis, yeah, the emphasis or like a, a Aorist, aorist, I don't know. It's a verb tense, as in classical Greek, expressing action. Here's the, here's, the, here's the reality of this. Or in the indicative mood, in Mark 11, 23, is it in the indicative mood? Yeah, it says it's in the indicative mood. It means a past action without further limitation. Hallelujah, man, if you get this. So let's, let's, let's try to break this down. Jesus is saying, therefore I say unto you, whatever you desire... When you pray, it's already passed without any limitation, and then you got it. It's already passed, and there's no limitation. Then you have it. Is that cool, or is that cool if you catch that? That is cool to me. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, what do we desire? I covered most of them. We desire to be valued and loved. We all are relational beings, right? Even you engineers. I'm not into rah-rah. Oh, you're so stinking into it. You're just hiding behind that nonsense. You want to feel valuable and loved just like everybody else, don't you? Even the, like, and I come from that, so I can criticize it. Uh, we want to feel valuable. We want to feel loved. We want to... We want to not worry about our needs being met. We want to live with, with no financial pressures, no, and uh, we want to have health. Really, it boils down to those, doesn't it? And he goes, I've already said yes to every one of those. It's already passed, and there's no limitation. And then you'll have it. So where are we messing up? I believe it's, I believe it's something like this. Is... Uh, so we, we see a situation, and then we're like, oh, crap. We don't rejoice. <laughs> Count it all joy when we come into a trial. Because what are we, in, the, in our heart, and all that means, guys, is our, it, it's the human condition. Our heart of hearts has been, been programmed to see what we see in the natural versus, wait a minute, every, the kingdom's within, it's spiritual. And he's said every promise is yes and amen. So whatever we're, we're seeing as a trial, we should look at, yes, count it all joy, because I'm going to focus on love, and as soon as I start doing that, where it starts to get emotional in my heart, my heart changes and brings it out to the spirit, immediately starts to happen, brings it into the physical. It's already been done, and it's limitless. So if it's already been done and limitless, how much joy can we have in prayer? A lot. As much as you want, right? So now I get it, guys. If you come to me and, and there's mourning, and th- I get it, but I'm, I'm also going to try to go, you know what? There's a time to mourn, there's a time to be sad and all these things, but guess what? He's even conquered that. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And even this is limitless, and he's already said yes. It's already past tense to him. So we see it as already done until it gets emotional. It's not just this verbatim um, uh, words of affirmation and all these things. That's where, that's where the positive mental attitude and all these things gets a, a bad rap. Because if you're just speaking words without really 
meditating on it and seeing that promise already done, I don't think it really does anything. I think it's the spirit part. Once we get emotional, and you'll know if you just do it over and over, hey, remind yourself, renew your mind, think on these things, as Paul says, you see the, the victory is already done, you see the relationship healed and loved, you, you see yourself perfectly loved by the Father, you see you perfectly provided whatever you desire, it's limitless, and uh, you know people really criticize that, so is he just this? I'm like, it's past without further limitation or implication, there's no worries. And then you got it. When you realize it's already done and you have it, and you meditate on already have it, you have it. And you, it, faith will be effortless, guys, I'm telling you. It'll rise up in you and you go, I know what I know what I know. I, I'm not going to be denied that I'm going to win in this situation too. There's just this quiet confidence. That's the rest. That's the rest. That's the faith. That's how, that's how the kingdom operates. It's not get into the word more, do these more, because that's how I kind of grew up is if something's not going wrong in your life, or if something is going wrong in your life, what part of the covenant are you not fulfilling? Remember those days? Like, God, probably all of it at this point. Oh, yeah, I can't be negative either. Son of a... Right? And uh, it's just bad because we just go down this spiral. And you know what? One wrong decision is going to... No way. That's not who God is. He's a father. He's a lover. He restores. He heals. That's who he is. That's a much better gospel. And it's much more healing to my heart and go... Oh, okay, let's get my mind focused back on the truth on this thing. Everything Jesus has, I have. Every situation is limitless in him, and he's going to be victorious out of the spirit one more time because it's already done, and then I have it. You guys get it? Does this help you guys? So what did I write? Um, <clears throat> and that's why I love, uh, you know, the Greek brings it out with the, the past tense too, and the Hebrew I love too because they don't even have a future tense. They go, hey, if it's, if it's a God thing, it's already done. Don't worry about the future. If we want to say it's going to be future, they, they put it in double past. They go, yes, yes. Amen, amen. Babe of babes. King of kings. Right? So I call my wife the babe of babes. That's how they emphasized it. Like, if you wanted to be the king of all kings, that's why I go, you're the babe of babes. Hey, husbands, try it. It works. It's true. It really does. Because there were times where we, we were after each other like cats and dogs. And you know, it's like, you know what? We're just going to, I don't see how this is going to work because we weren't, uh, we were, we were lifeless, weren't we? In our relationship, it was dead. Like there was no hope. It was, ah, this isn't, why did we even do this? And I don't know if this is ever going to work. And guys, if you're there, there's hope. I'm telling you, there's hope. We just, we just started going, you know what? It's going to work. And we started to gradually change. And I can't even imagine now. I, I've, I've called her the babe of babes so many times that guess what? Even though she is, it's just, it's what I believe because I've conditioned my heart for that. And it works, guys, right? It, it does. So, oh, all right, so let's finish this up. We can experience the power of the love of the sound mind when we move from sin and death consciousness. Hey, that's the earthly realm, right? He's conquered sin and death. Sin was the wrong thinking, using your energies to focus on the wrong things. Worrying, doubt, I don't have enough, I don't have this. He's like, I didn't give you that spirit. I gave you a spirit that's so powerful that every promise is yes and you can bring it out of the spirit. Are you getting that? So how you do it is not these long, repetitious, dubba dubba, anything like that. I believe it's, taking, it's getting quiet a little bit, maybe in the morning and at night is typically best for me. You can do it yourself. I like to fall asleep with services, etc. So I'm reprogramming my mind with good things, um, or even music. Um, I like to. I like because guess what? I know my spirit, my my heart, the real spiritual part of me. Um, 
it gets planted in there and it comes back. So he says, hey, the kingdom's like your heart, your soil. He's using all these metaphors and different things. He goes, keep planting the right things in there and I promise you're gonna create a harvest. It'll start to produce in your life. And, and that's the effortless thing. Like when you plant a seed in the ground, I grew up in Iowa, when they planted the corn seed, they didn't worry and fret if it's gonna come. They knew it was gonna come. So that's what I want you to get is if you keep planting the right things in here, don't try worry about faith, having it enough, anything like that, whether it's your belief is above your unbelief, that immediately gives you a negative connotation. His promise is plant the right things in the soil of your heart and I promise you it'll produce exactly what you planted there. If you desire anything, plant it in your heart as if it's already been done and you will have it. That's all he's saying in Mark eleven twenty three. Isn't that a cool way to live? That is a cool way to live. And guess what? You'll just, you, you, I don't know how it works. And that's what he said. Hey, you won't even know how it works. First the blade, then the year, then the full corn. I don't know how this works, but I'm just glad there's a harvest. That's what Jesus says. So plant the great things in your heart. Prayer is that. Prayer is that. Seeing is already done until the emotion happens, guys, and I promise you it'll return. And it, it, it's, it'll overcome every situation that you could ever be involved in. He didn't leave you comfortless. He gave you the comfort. He gave you the spirit, and you have the same spirit. So if it, if, it, if it could overcome death, well, you guys are still here. But even when we're not, guess what? He's always overcome that. And what he was trying to show you is every situation I've already come. Get it? All right, get to your feet. Hopefully that helps. So your heart, your subconscious, you know, Christians, we call it the, the heart. Um, psychologists call it the subconscious. It can be healed. It can be healed and bring all these things that we worry about out of, out of the spirit. So it accepts whatever you consistently focus on and accept it as a path to done deal. Some of you guys have probably heard that. Like your, your, your conscious mind that worries and all these different things, it just means we've dwelled on the wrong thing where it's settled into our subconscious or our heart, the real spirit man of you, the, the supernatural part of you. But whatever you plant there, good or bad, it just harvests. So the good news is if you got yourself in a situation, he's trying to show you, you the great news, if you just start focusing on the right thing, it gets you out of the situation. Probably a good way to say it. Does that help you guys? And it happens. You won't have to have faith. You'll have it. You'll know it just, your believometer is just high then. You're not trying to have faith. You're just walking around going, you know, it's simple. If you cut your finger and uh, it's not that bad, or even if you have stitches, do you even worry about it healing up? So why are we worried about all these other diseases? It's the same spirit, isn't it? It, it conquers. It's, it's wonderful. So, and it's just life and that's all there is to it. So, Anyway, we'll probably do this a couple more times, a couple more, maybe at least one, one more week because um, I want you to get it, man. I want you to get it that you're not, it's not hopeless. You don't have to operate in worry. You don't have to operate in fear. You don't have to figure out how it's going to work. Jesus is just going, you don't know how a seed works, do you? If you understand that you plant a seed in your heart in the same way that you can see it in the physical, it'll produce whatever you plant in your heart will produce. So think on the right things. There's always something to be grateful for, is there not? So even when tragedy happens, when all hell breaks loose in your life, guys, don't dwell on that. Just going, you know what? He's, he's 10 steps ahead of me. He'll even restore and make my mistakes to prosper. It's gonna be okay. Hey, you get diagnosed with something, you know what? Don't focus on any of that. Be careful what you put in your heart. Guard that thing with all diligence. Why does he say that? Because it's, it's the spiritual part of you. It's the supernatural part of you. It just brings it out of the spirit into the natural. So I'd rather not bring out some of the things that I'm worrying about sometimes. Be a little unfortunate, wouldn't it? 
So think on these things, things that are lovely. Think abundance, think health, think life, think vitality, think I'm loved. Think I love my spouse, I love my relationships. And guess what? That's what starts to produce, amen? All right, so Father, we love you, we praise you, we magnify you. Ah, oh, just let that message get deep into their heart that they've, you've given them a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. They don't have to tolerate inferior thoughts. When Jesus says, hey, whatever's bound on earth is, is bound in heaven, whatever's loosed on earth is loosed, he's not talking about demons and everything else. He's saying, you know what? If this isn't permitted in heaven, then don't permit it here. You have a, you have a spirit that can rise up above all of that just by dwelling on the right things. So stop just being helpless, hopeless, you have the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. It's going to be okay. You're going to be restored. You have more than enough. Your body, your mind, your spiritual part of you is all healed and perfect. And it'll produce so supernaturally that we'll just have to go, God, you did it one more time. So in Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. If you need prayer, come on down here, guys.